Hi everyone. I just wanted to let you know about a free live training that I will be doing October 18th at 8 p.m. CEST. In the training, I am going to introduce you to the three pillar framework that I use in my course to help women sync with their natural cycles and balance their hormones so that they've got more energy, more balanced moods, and best of all, more quality time with their kids. If you're curious about how hormone balance could help you, Click on the link in the episode description and you can register for the free training. If you have a friend that you think could benefit, I would be so grateful if you would share the link with them. Okay, back to the show. Welcome to Mom Vicky. Over the past three years, I've gone from having so little energy I needed three reasons to go upstairs to waking up full of energy and genuinely enjoying time spent with my kids. In this podcast, I share everything that I've learned that has helped me so that it can help you too. I cover a wide range of topics, everything from stress to nutrition, and my hope is that this podcast will take you from tired to inspired so you have the energy you need to enjoy life the way you deserve to. Hi and welcome to another episode of Mom 2.0. It's the beginning of October and up until yesterday, we were still in t-shirts here in Sweden. The last few months, the weather has been pretty strange here, but as of today, I started recognizing some signs that winter is on the way. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I actually enjoy the four seasons of Sweden, which is very different from my upbringing in South Africa, and it's in stark contrast to the life I lived before kids, where I worked on super yachts and chased the sun for about six years. But I've come to enjoy Swedish winters. The one part of it that's been quite an adjustment is the dark. I'm still not used to the sun rising at 9 and setting at 3 p.m. in December. I don't know if that'll ever feel normal to me. Another thing that I've noticed is that until about five years ago, I very rarely got sick. If I got a cold, it would start, but it would hardly ever develop into a full-blown cold. I've never even had the flu. But after having kids, I noticed that when they got sick, I would get sick. And then about two years ago, I got a sinus infection that I couldn't shake for about two weeks. And this was really strange for me because, like I said, I'd never experienced these things before. So clearly my immune system wasn't working the way that it did before. It wasn't optimal. Now that we're coming into winter again, I'm paying close attention to optimizing mine and my family's immune systems. I do this mainly through nutrition, but there are also lifestyle adjustments that can make a really big impact. And then perhaps the number one factor that influences our immune system that doesn't get as much attention is stress. Looking back, I see that the time when I got that sinus infection and I couldn't shake it, we'd recently moved house, my husband was working really long hours at a very stressful job, my kids were one and three, the three-year-old was at preschool coming back with all those bugs, you know. There were all of these factors and more that were causing a lot of stress. And we know that stress suppresses your immune system 
in order to conserve energy so that you can escape from whatever the danger is. And so when you're chronically stressed, your natural defenses go down. You pair that with preschools, winters, and everyone spending more time indoors, and it's a recipe for illness. So today, I thought that I would go through some strategies for boosting your immune system so that you can start prepping yourself for the upcoming winter. There's not a whole lot we can do about our kids bringing bugs home from school, but we do have a lot of control over our own immune systems. So let's jump into that. First, I want to explain a little bit about how our immune systems work. We have white blood cells that scan our bodies for bacteria and viruses that don't belong. Once they recognize these, let's call them invaders, they launch an immune response, which then activates different cells and antibodies to fight these intruders. One of the remarkable aspects of the immune system is its ability to remember. So if in the future the same pathogen attacks, it gets recognized quicker and then the response is faster and more effective. A strong immune system is like, it's like having a big shield around your body protecting you from the outside. But it's also very crucial to recovery, disease prevention, cancer surveillance, allergy control, and even tissue repair. Now that you know a little about how it works and why it's so important to have a healthy immune system that responds appropriately to outside pathogens, I want to talk about the different ways that you can keep your immune system in good shape. These factors are all important and they aren't in any particular order. If when hearing this you realize that you aren't doing any of these things and you want to start somewhere, then I would suggest that you start by managing your stress. Because it doesn't matter how well you do these other things. If you are stressed, your immune system is compromised. Since about 70% of our immune system is located in our gut, it makes sense that paying close attention to what you eat can have a big impact on your immune system. Like everything else in our bodies, our immune cells are made from the food we eat and they require different vitamins, minerals and nutrients in order to function correctly. Some of the most important vitamins to aim for in terms of immune health are vitamin C, D, zinc, selenium, probiotics and antioxidants. Of course, there are loads more, but it's going to get super boring if I just list off a bunch of nutrients. Um, in the episode description, I'll have a link where you can download a list of important nutrients as well as the foods that you can find them in if you're interested. Lacking these minerals means that your immune system will be compromised and you'll likely take longer to recover than you normally would have. You've probably heard a lot about antioxidants. It's become sort of like a health buzzword, but there's good reason for it. Foods rich in antioxidants help to protect your immune cells from damage. They can be found in loads of foods, but the highest quantities are in things like blueberries, dark chocolate, real dark chocolate, not like the fake kind, dark leafy greens, and artichoke. Since moving to the north, I supplement with vitamin D almost year-round. Same for my kids. In the summer, I try not to use sunscreen on my kids or myself, especially not in the morning. Sunscreen blocks the absorption of vitamin D. So we only use sunscreen if absolutely necessary and around mid-afternoon. 
or if we're in hotter countries, like if we're in South Africa, for instance. But even then, you want morning sunlight exposure without sunscreen to be able to get the benefits of the sun. Vitamin D contributes to maintaining the integrity of your skin, and your skin is your first line of defense against pathogens. Exercise, if done in moderation and not in excess, can also have really positive effects on your immune system. Because exercise promotes circulation, it lowers inflammation, and if done correctly, lowers stress. Moderate exercise, moderate being the key word, paired with adequate rest and recovery, and good nutrition is like a winning combo for keeping your defense system working well. As I said in the beginning, stress and the immune system are intricately connected. Extended periods of stress lead to increased levels of cortisol, which suppresses the immune system and reduces the body's ability to fight the infections. Another thing about stress is that it can often lead to unhealthy coping behaviors, things like increased alcohol intake, emotional eating, lack of sleep, and these all add to a compromised immune system. No surprises that sleep is super important for a healthy immune system. Apart from the stress factor, the antibodies needed to fight the pathogens are produced while sleeping. The last thing that I wanted to talk about here are antibiotics. Now, obviously, when they are needed, antibiotics are amazing and life-saving, but they are often overprescribed. If your first line of defense is antibiotics, then you're doing two things. First, you're wiping out all of your bacteria, even the good stuff. Second, you aren't giving your body and your immune system a chance to defend itself. It doesn't get a chance to create that memory I spoke of earlier so that the next time you encounter that bacteria, you won't get as sick. Taking antibiotics routinely will weaken your immune system and it will cause a lot of damage to your gut microbiome, leaving you more vulnerable than before. And I'm not saying don't use antibiotics, please. I'm really, I'm not saying that. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary, but just make sure that you aren't using it as your first line of defense. And if you do use antibiotics, make sure that afterwards you are replenishing your good gut bacteria so that you don't leave yourself with no defense. This is especially important for kids. And when my daughter was one, she got an ear infection. At the time, we were living in Florida. And the doctor that I went to within one minute, prescribed antibiotics. I decided not to get them, and a few days later, her ear infection cleared up. When she was almost three, and we were living in Sweden, she got another ear infection. After three visits to the doctor and trying various other things, he recommended antibiotics, and then he also prescribed a probiotic supplement. Had I not known any better at the time, I might have given my daughter antibiotics at age one when they weren't even necessary, wiping out all her good bacteria and giving her a compromised immune system at such a young age. And again, this is not medical advice, obviously. It's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. So there you have it. Those are the areas that you want to focus on in the next couple of months so that you can go into winter prepared. It's not like these things are just good for your immune system. They are all the same areas of health that you want to be improving upon all the time. You always want to be looking for more ways to reduce your stress. 
you always want to be eating foods with the highest amount of nutrients in them. And you always want to be striving to exercise in a way that makes you feel good. This is just one more reason to pay attention to those areas. And it's a good reason because your kids are not going to stop bringing home bugs and you cannot avoid indoor activities over the next few months. But you also don't want to be taking all of your sick days and missing out on Christmas parties because you got sick again. Like I said in the middle somewhere, I'm going to have a link to a list of nutrients that you can focus on if you want it. Thanks for spending your time with me today, and I will be back next Thursday with more. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'll be back next week with more. Until then, take care and have fun.